Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we are continuing our discussions of this week about coronavirus, about the pandemic, about COVID-19, about whatever the heck it is that we're going to call it, but most importantly about how businesses can and should be succeeding during this time. Um, you know, and, and so I am just absolutely delighted to be speaking today with Carl Post. So please join me in welcoming Carl to our program. Welcome, Carl. Well, thank you, Deb. It's a pleasure to be your guest today on the Business Power Hour. Thanks for having me. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this discussion. So Carl Post is the co-founder of the C-Suite Network. Yes, that C-Suite Network, the one that I am very proud to be affiliated with. So it is C-Suite Network is the world's most trusted network for C-Suite executives, along with business celebrity Jeffrey Hazlett, who was his other co-founder. His distinguished background includes international franchising, business consulting, and corporate business development. Carl served a variety of roles at Eastman Kodak, including worldwide marketing and corporate business development, before moving on to be working with Jeffrey. So again, Carl, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here, and I'm really uh, excited to kind of talk about how our organization has approached this kind of new macro business Mm -hmm. trend, kind of called COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Right. Right. Well, you know, again, full disclosure, I am part of C-Suite Network, but I don't benefit from anything that we're going to be talking about today other than being part of C-Suite Network. Um, but let's go back just a little bit. You know, mention that, that you had originally, or not originally, but you were with Eastman Kodak, you know, and, and things. How is it that you discovered that working with C-Suite level executives is your passion? I was very fortunate in the early part of my career, even before I started with Eastman Kodak, to work in the franchising industry. Oh, okay. And I worked, uh, it would happen to be in the graphic arts and printing industry. The company mm-hmm. was called Sir Speedy Printing and mm. Hip Printing. And I, I consider myself very fortunate to have started my career there because I learned three very important models for business very early on in my career. Mm -hmm. The first was our business of franchising. The Mm. franchisor-franchisee business relationship is a very interesting relationship. Mm -hmm. Back when I was involved, the relationship with your customer was for 20 years. Right. I don't know of many other business relationships that when you start are intended contractually Mm -hmm. to last for 10 years, Mm -hmm. 20 years. Mm -hmm. And when they renewed, they would renew for another 10 years. Right. And so I was very fortunate to learn that business model and the requirements for that relationship to be successful Mm -hmm. from the franchisor and the franchisee's perspective. When you look at how business changes Mm -hmm. so quickly and even faster today, when we first signed people up, there was no website. There was no email. 
Right. And in a couple of years, we had to adapt and adopt a program to support over 1,100 locations in mm -hmm. 23 countries with websites, email, and so on and so on and so on as we've mm -hmm. watched digital marketing evolve over the years. So that was one business model. The second was that the franchisees we were putting in business, they were small business owners. They generally left a professional career and made a decision to become an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And they decided that they wanted to open a printing business and then they picked our brand to do so. Mm -hmm. And as I helped them embark on that 20-year relationship and opening their business, I got a chance to watch all of the challenges that come with entrepreneurship and start starting a small business, employee management, financial management, mm -hmm. marketing and sales. And these businesses averaged mm, about a million dollars in sales per year. So they were genuinely small businesses, mm -hmm. um, many times family operated. So I was also exposed to a lot of family dynamics in mm -hmm. business, whether it was succession or just um, daughter or son coming home from school and going to work with mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I saw small business as well. And then the third business model, we were very um, a very big customer for some very big companies, IBM, uh, mm -hmm. Xerox, uh, Eastman Kodak. And I had a chance to interface with very large companies on how they supported our organization as well as our franchisees. Mm -hmm. And that early part of my career really lasted 10 or 12 years but what it did is it really instilled in me a couple of things, entrepreneurship, the respect for small business, the opportunities that big business bring. And I really got a nice overall perspective on, on business. And that's done well for me throughout the rest of my career. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you met Jeffrey. <laughs> who is a force unto himself um you know and and but talk to us about why you guys decided to start the c-suite network well i'll tell you i was with jeff i've known jeff since 1993 so a long time he was in the graphic arts industry as well mm -hmm. i worked for him for four years at eastman kodak while he was the chief marketing officer and we left eastman kodak together a little bit tired of big business, mm -hmm. a little bit tired of the, the, the things that come with operating within a large corporation. And, and when he and I left, we were, we were using that term lifestyle business. We wanted mm -hmm. to start a lifestyle business. And so we went with what we had at the time, and that was Jeff's brand. So our first business was called the Hazlett Group after Jeffrey Hazlett. Mm -hmm. And it was focused on a book he wrote that became a best-selling book. And that best-selling book launched his career as a professional speaker, went on to writing three additional books. He was a primetime television host, uh, appeared on MSNBC, was one of the talking heads on Bloomberg and mm -hmm. many others. And he was very well respected as a senior executive uh, coming out of a, what was at one time certainly a Fortune 100 company. Mm -hmm. He was also respected for um, having adopted cutting edge trends in marketing. Mm. Uh, this is 2006 through 2010 while we mm -hmm. were at Kodak. And it was very unheard of for big companies to adopt social marketing, mm -hmm. social media, to adopt mobile. Mobile was just on the cutting edges, right? right? The Apple iPhone and all the apps that were being developed in mm -hmm. it were a big part of what was happening with, with marketing. Uh, SEO was soon to come. And Jeff, um, uh, was a visionary around those types of topics, really adopted them 
at a, at a Fortune 100 company, which was rare at the time. So he was very well respected coming out of that. Uh, went on to to um, speak around the world on various topics uh, related to the digital marketing, the role of a CMO. And what that led us to ultimately was just television show. Mm-hmm. And Jeff hosted a primetime television show on Bloomberg called The C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett. Mm-hmm. And so now you're starting to get the C-Suite story. Mm-hmm. And the C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett, the premise of the show was sometimes companies, big companies, have to make very big decisions. And those decisions are generally made inside a boardroom. Right. And the theme of the show was we wanted to investigate and talk about some big decisions that companies made. And we wanted to go inside the boardroom and talk to the senior executives Mm. about how they made Mm -hmm. those decisions. So we ran us about a season and a half of that show on Bloomberg, uh, interviewing and and speaking with companies the like of of MGM, Mm -hmm. Cadillac. Domino's pizzas, all who went through a significant business transition. And we were interviewing the senior executives about how that happened. Mm -hmm. We had no idea how well people would respond to hearing those stories. Not everybody gets inside the boardroom. Jeff Mm -hmm. served inside the boardroom as an officer for Eastman Kodak. Mm -hmm. Not everybody gets that. In fact, we talk about how many officers there really are in Fortune 100 Mm -hmm. companies. You figure five officers mm-hmm. per company. There's 500 in the world. Right. You think about the Fortune 100 at any given time. So you talk about, from a business perspective, the pinnacle of success. Mm-hmm. But we had no idea just how responsive people would be to coming inside that boardroom and hearing about these decisions and how they went about them, how they were brought up, who admitted to them, right? They made some really tough decisions. Mm-hmm. We ultimately moved that show online. Because Bloomberg, while a wonderful brand, isn't really the largest television network out there. And we were getting more traction online. Right. Bloomberg had not yet really figured out their online model. Mm-hmm. And so we moved that show online. And it was through that process of investigating and having that conversation that we thought, well, not only do other people want to know what C-suite executives do, but C-suite executives often might want to visit with each other. Mm-hmm. And we initially started out thinking, let's launch the CEO network. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know what? That might just be too narrow because there are many, many organizations people can choose from to spend time, both vertically on a role, whether you're a CEO, CFO, CMO, plenty mm-hmm. of organizations to participate in. We thought, you know what we want to do? We want to focus on providing growth, development, and networking for senior executives, mm-hmm. primarily from the C-suite, but not everybody has a mm-hmm. C-suite title. There's plenty of people running really large business units mm-hmm. inside companies that right. could stand alone. Right. I mean, they, so, they've got billion-dollar budgets. They're you know, and and they're manager of whatever. Absolutely, and they're not quite in the C-suite, but mm-hmm. they're faced with the same challenges. Mm-hmm. One of the themes in Jeffrey's book is the only one of Jeff's books is the only difference between Main Street and Wall Street is the number of zeros. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the same uh, challenges. And that brings me back to my early days of my career, employee management, Mm -hmm. financial management, sales management, marketing, all of the key challenges. Mm -hmm. But what we wanted to do, and it's a little bit different than than people might compare us to a Vistage or a YPO, we're not necessarily mentoring-based organizations. We're not necessarily focused on, here's how you 
grow in your role, although mm-hmm. we have a lot of people who want to punch above their weight. How do they, how do they get there? Mm-hmm. Tell me how I get to the C-suite. Um, but we wanted to focus on macro trends in business. Mm-hmm. And, and the themes that we put to that are reach, relevancy, and reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And those three elements drive all of the activities that we put together inside the C-suite network while we look at macro trends, how they're impacting business, and then how do we take that content and make it available to our members. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and what I love, and I've been part of, of C-suite now for almost two years, um, and what I love about it is it's not just for the billion-dollar companies. Um, you know, when you when when you look at the the numbers here in the U.S., you know, they say that 95% of all businesses in the U.S. are what the government calls small business. Now, that's still, I mean, some of those are, are big business. I mean, they're, you know, they're million-dollar companies. But, you know, the, the issues and challenges that a one-person shop faces are often, you know, many times what somebody bigger faces. You know, is it the, the same size as, you know, say, you know, a, a, you know, a, a huge company? No, but still interesting. I mean, you know, and, and, and for some small businesses, I mean, they want to grow. They, and, and so they know, or they need to know, how are you dealing with employment issues? How are you dealing with, and we're going to talk about this, obviously, pandemic, health issues, um, you know, all of those things. And so it, it really doesn't matter. And I tell people all the time, I'm a CEO. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm C-suite. And then of course, you know, we have all the people that, you know, they have to have cute titles, you know, they, you know, they're a C something that they've made up, but, you know, and, and but yeah, again, it doesn't matter. Manager, director, CEO, owner, founder, whatever we want to call it, C-suite network has information that can help everybody. Absolutely. And our strategy for addressing that is, we have a broad-based membership for everybody. Mm-hmm. We talk about those macro trends and we have content that we think is important for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then we break down our membership and, and how they can participate mm-hmm. into council or smaller right. organizations within the umbrella of the mm-hmm. C-Speed Network. So we might have a council on health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Very important today. You couldn't get a lot of executives to talk about that 10 or 15 years right. ago. But health and wellness mm-hmm. now within your organization and within your culture is a big, big topic. That, that's mm-hmm. one of those macro topics. Mm-hmm. We have a council addressing a CIO council that might be addressing cyber security mm-hmm. and other macro things that are impacting um, businesses. So we'll break down those councils, sometimes based on role and responsibility, mm-hmm. sometimes based on, on vertical or industry. So we have a manufacturing council. Mm-hmm that's closely aligned with the Manufacturing Association of America, and they coordinate and bring those big manufacturing messages, challenges, right? Because they have Mm -hmm. big-time lobbyists and things like that Mm -hmm. into a conversation for the C-suite executives Mm -hmm. and and bring that content, not at the implementation and what's happening here with this, but what's happening in the big picture? What's Mm -hmm. happening in the long term? What should you as a senior executive be aware of? Or maybe sometimes even asking your team, Mm-hmm. Have you looked at this? Have you mm-hmm. addressed this? I'm hearing this from my peers. What's our position? Mm-hmm. Do we have one? Right. And so that's how we kind of um, um, take the content and the strategy around reach, relevance, and reciprocity into a broader group mm-hmm. and have conversations that people find relevant. 
Right. You know, and obviously there's there's different levels that people join and they can check out on C-Suite Network and, and just, you know, see those those things. But there's also so much information that you guys have and that you offer that there there's no charge for. Hello, this podcast would be a great example of that. Um, and you have many, many podcasts. You also have uh, TV, you know, a lot of different things. So, you know, and and and. Um, so I encourage folks to go to C-Suite Network and just see what's there, um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and again, it's for the people who are just starting out all the way up to people who have businesses that have billion dollar budgets, um, you know, and, and so because business problems are business problems, you know, there's just kind of a scale to them. And of course, our biggest business problem right now is coronavirus and the fact that, everything has shut down, you know, and, and we're actually this, you know, a lot of times I will record a program several weeks before it airs. We're actually recording this just a day before it airs. So this is, this is really kind of fun. It's very timely. Um, and so things are starting to open back up, but we, you know, it's, it's, it's um, it, very different in different countries as to what's going on. And then, you know, and then when you have you, the United States is very different, not only by state, but by counties, by cities, um, you know, and, and we're having to really very seriously weigh health and the health of the employees, the health of the people we're serving, all of those various things with the economy. Um, you know, and, and businesses that simply will not survive, um, you know, and, 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 it, and it's tricky. I mean, I, you know, I don't, in, I don't envy the people having to make those decisions in the slightest. But the cool thing is that, that you as in C-Suite Network have put together some programs to try and help businesses through this. And so that's really what we want to talk about today. So let's talk about the first one, which is C-Suite Loans. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I will. In fact, you know what I might even start with is, um, like you said, big, big problem. We look at, at, at coronavirus, COVID-19 as certainly a macro trend impacting mm -hmm. business. And I think we started where most business started, and that was very internally focused. Mm -hmm. And we said, how is this going to impact <coughs> us as a business? How is this going to impact our employees? How is mm -hmm. this going to impact their families mm -hmm. um, as, as this coronavirus spread and, and, and pandemic became obviously a, a major, major challenge for, for businesses around the world? And so we started with that internal focus and, and we made a lot of the decisions that, um, that other businesses did. You know, we have an office in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were fortunate that we very early asked our team to begin work, work remotely and no mm -hmm. longer come into Manhattan and stay at their home. We have an office in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which became a hotspot for a different reason than mm -hmm. New York City, you know, specific to um, uh, an event inside of a meatpacking plant mm -hmm. that continues to be a topic right. today. And then we had virtual people who worked in their home offices around mm -hmm. the country. So we had... For a small organization, we had a pretty big impact for our mm -hmm. internal team. And so we were doing all of the important things that everyone was doing about taking care of, of your employees, taking care of our customers, mm -hmm. and how is it going to impact them. So we started internally. It did not take us very long to think about our business, 
to think about our members, our customers, our mm-hmm. clients. You know, they go by lots of different names, but really for us, they're members. Mm-hmm. And how is this going to impact them? And yes, certainly, how is that going to impact their relationship with us, our mm-hmm. business? And so we said, you know what? And, and you said an important word just a moment ago, and, and you see it throughout society. How can we help? Mm-hmm. Help was the was the important theme. And I think that, unfortunately, in my personal opinion, gets lost in all of the media. Um, certainly, there's some focus on the frontline workers more than do, and, and we should continue to support them as best we can. But how can we help? And I'm excited to start seeing as we open back up some of those stories of what I'll just categorize as help. So we said, how can we help our members? And one of the tools we put together was a business continuity guide. Mm. We adopted the theme of drive and thrive Mm -hmm. about seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago. And we were focused on business continuity. And what we found is in helping others, it helped us think about our own business Mm -hmm. and it helped us make some good decisions. So we started around this um, this concept of help with the business continuity guide, and um, today I'll say our theme is is enhanced from drive and thrive to open for business. Mm-hmm. As we start to see that occurring throughout the country, I, I've lost track of how many states are now in some um, program right. phase mm-hmm. of open for business. Um, but we want to support that theme, and we want to support businesses on doing that. And so we launched the business continuity guide and it had what we call the five keeps. Mm -hmm. The first keep was keep your customers engaged, communicate with them, talk with them about services, programs. Well, heck even collections, right? Mm -hmm. Collections are a big issue that even have to be addressed, but how do we stay engaged in a positive way with our customers? The second was how do we keep our employees focused? Mm-hmm. For many of our employees and their families, this was a dramatic change. For those right. that worked in an office and went to a home office, mm-hmm. children aren't in school. We can go on and on. We're all familiar with that. But how do we keep our employees engaged? And so we did a lot to keep our employees engaged. Mm-hmm. How do you keep your cash flowing? And that'll be kind of something that mm-hmm. we talk about. Very focused on how do you keep your cash flowing? Um, keeping some level of continuity. Uh, with all the change that's going on. What mm-hmm. are the things we can focus on? How can we focus on moving ahead? So mm-hmm. do you see how the drive and thrive? And then the final one was keep your spirit. Mm-hmm. When you think about business owners, when you think about business leaders, that, that comes with a lot of responsibility. Right. Whether it's employees, whether it's family, it comes with a lot of responsibility. And um, so we want to talk about keeping your spirit. And so Our continuity guide talks about how you manage to all of those different keeps Mm -hmm. to try and keep your business moving forward. And certainly the financial side of it is one that required some specific focus. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and I I love that, that you talk about continuity because I think many businesses get so focused on day to day operations that they don't stop to think you know, they don't plan for the future and they don't even realize what they're doing. Um, I had a, a client several years ago where we did business continuity planning for them. And so we went to every department, every person and said, okay, tell us what you do and how critical it is. You know, is it something that if it doesn't get done for a month, the world doesn't come to an end. If it's something that doesn't get done for a day, 
everything stops. And, and of course, one of the fun things was we discovered that it, it, there were a lot of things that were very important that people didn't even think about. The mail room was one of the most critical places because people were mailing in checks and somebody needed to go get those checks and deposit those checks. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because, you know, we, we think of the mail room as, oh, yeah, that's the mail room. Um, I remember one of the, the groups that we talked with was the, the group of corporate attorneys who said, you know, there's really, you know, we're here if people need us, but there's really nothing that is done that, you know, is, oh, yeah. and, and, but, you know, so we're going through the things that they do every time. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, there is this thing that on the, the and, and this was an insurance company that we were working with. And they said, there is something that we do the last day of every month. And I said, oh, what is it? And they said, oh, we've filed this form with the state, with the state insurance commission. And they said, we do it every single month. And I said, okay, what happens if you don't do that? And they said, oh, well, the company ceases to exist. I went, excuse me? <laughs> so that's pretty darn important. Um, you know, and, and so not only did we do that, we also did it with people. You know, if X person is no longer able to do their job, you know, whether it's that they've gone on vacation or that something catastrophic has happened, you know, what do you do with, with things like that? And, and, you know, and in many cases, the, obviously the company would stop, especially if it is a very key critical person like a CEO. But the, uh, many of the, the, the very important people also discovered that they weren't as important as they thought they were because there were so many other people who could step up and fill that role. And so it was just a matter of planning and thinking things through. And I think, you know, a part of all of this uh, coronavirus stuff has made people think of that. You know, and, and some of it is even just, you know, do we have to be in the same physical location? Do we have to have an office? Do we really have to be spending this much rent on having all of these people here? You know, can our employees' home office, can they be working at midnight and getting their jobs done? Um, you know, can, do we have the technology? You know, it, it, it goes all the way back to, what is it, $6 million man? We have the technology. Um, so continuity planning, I think, is something that a lot of people are really having to stop and think about during this time that they never thought they were going to be thinking about. So important. And, and when you think about that continuity, that brings us kind of back to uh, access to capital. Mm -hmm. So yep. can maintain continuity. I think there are some things we've known about business for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, everybody needs access to capital. Mm -hmm. On the smaller end of businesses, most businesses are underfunded. Mm -hmm. We're finding out now that there's some pretty big businesses that are underfunded as well. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs access to capital. And that very quickly became a focus for us as we were visiting with our members, mm -hmm. as we were hearing the challenges. And, and we cover the span of very diverse businesses from, mm -hmm. from small to large, whether you right. want to measure that on revenue or employees. And, and we were hearing access to capital. Mm -hmm. And, and so we said, wow, you know what, We're, we, we could use some access to capital too. And so we started researching it again internally for ourselves. And then we said, how is this important to our members and other mm -hmm. businesses as a whole? And how do we integrate this into our business continuity guide? And so included in the business continuity guide is a, a section around access to capital. Mm -hmm. And we, some 
of it's obvious and some of it maybe not so obvious or mm-hmm. some of it new and very confusing. Um, the, the, the more obvious is, well, access to cash, the least expensive cash is probably going to be through an existing banking relationship. Right. right. But we also know one of those old adages in business is, well, when you ask for the money and need it is probably when they're not most interested right. in it to right. you, right? Everybody's been asking for it. Everybody's asking, and then they then you have to go through the qualification, and they have mm-hmm. very rigorous qualification, and they have guidelines that they follow, mm-hmm. and they're not pandemic guidelines, mm-hmm. by the way. They're traditional. Right. Guidelines. You know, so, they want to know if you've got a marketing plan. They want to see your P&L. I mean, all of that stuff that they really should be looking at. And it might take weeks or months mm-hmm. to move through that process. So a good business has access to capital, has that Mm -hmm. banking relationship, has a line of credit, has prepared for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can do that. And Mm -hmm. not every day is the same rainy day. This Mm -hmm. pandemic situation is certainly the rainiest day that we have ever Mm -hmm. encountered in business. And so we talk about start with where you might have or might need to establish a local banking relationship. Mm -hmm. Cost of money is something to consider anytime you're getting money, Mm -hmm. but at other times it may, may not be um, as important, other factors get important. Mm-hmm. Um, we then did all of our research with the SBA. And at the time, there were the traditional SBA offerings available. Mm-hmm. And they have a series of, of programs available uh, for small business. And then as we continued to watch, the um, uh, the CARES Act was in debate. Mm. And, and they released the CARES mm-hmm. Act. And obviously, the CARES Act included several programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went in and evaluated uh, the, the Paycheck Protection Program. Mm-hmm. I think most everyone's probably uh, available that, but it was designed to provide a, provide a direct incentive for small businesses to keep their workers on the payroll, mm-hmm. to keep them working, to not put them on unemployment. Certainly part of CARES Act also included incremental unemployment benefits, Mm -hmm. but this was their way of saying, we want to help businesses. Mm -hmm. So we very quickly researched, came to understand that and started sharing uh, with our members, our view and what was happening with the payroll uh, paycheck uh, protection program. Mm -hmm. And so they, um, that came out, it's changed now, but it's back again Mm -hmm. and, and businesses are once again applying. So we think that's a great source of capital and a place that you should look first. Mm-hmm. Um, they also offer um, their what they call idle, their economic injury disaster loans, mm-hmm. and they were making immediate advances. Well, immediate's a, a, a difficult term, but right, uh, they didn't of, write you the check right then, but it wasn't a month later. It was immediate, but you mm-hmm. could get a thousand, and it and it, it also changed just mm-hmm. as the Paycheck Protection Program changed as it was implemented. Initially, you could apply for up to $1,000 per employee on the Mm. advance. Mm -hmm. They then capped that at 10 employees because they ran out of funds there just as Mm -hmm. they did in the initial implementation Mm -hmm. of the Paycheck Paycheck Protection Program. PPP, I might just have to start saying as it's better better known. Um, So we encourage people to look at and file for the idle and many people uh, qualified and started receiving those advances Mm -hmm. and those were nice short terms. Uh, and then you go through a bigger loan process to borrow up to $10 million mm-hmm. if you need it under the idle disaster right. program. Um, the SBA also offers bridge loans mm-hmm. um, when you need cash quickly. 
Now, the challenge with that is you have to have an existing relationship with a federal lender who's mm. involved in mm -hmm. the SBA and can support that. Mm -hmm. So as we looked at all of those options, we said, wow, there's, there's not a perfect fit. There rarely is. But what more could we do? Mm -hmm. And so what we did is we partnered with a company called Vetted, and we launched C-Suite Loans. Mm -hmm. And C-Suite Loans was designed where businesses need immediate access to capital. They can go online to our website mm -hmm. at csuiteloans.com. They can fill out a very short uh, application form for the initial consideration mm -hmm. uh, for anywhere from $5,000 to $5 million. And within 24 hours, that application gets presented to multiple, up to as many as 25 different lending organizations. Wow. Mm -hmm. Those lending organizations then, through the automated platform, can submit their offering to you, mm -hmm. and you can be in the loan process very quickly. So mm -hmm. we looked at doing that as an alternative, uh, as an option, mm -hmm. as a consideration where SBA is too slow, my current lender, I don't fit their criteria mm -hmm. right now. Now, will this money maybe be a little more expensive? Something to consider mm -hmm. and evaluate. But by getting competitive offers from multiple institutions based on your independent mm -hmm. application, your credit worthiness, you have options to look at. And then it was really the speed at which um, they could uh, right. accept your application, respond to your application, and move you into the, okay, now we have to collect a little more paperwork, right? Mm -hmm. now, now, they're not asking for that marketing plan you mentioned, but they are asking for P&L. They're asking mm -hmm. for big statements. And there's a few things that you have to mm -hmm. submit. And then those loans can fund very, very quickly. So access to capital and getting that money while you were waiting for the PPP funds mm -hmm. to come through, especially if you didn't make it through the first funding amount, mm -hmm. hopefully businesses that didn't are, are in the application process and getting access to the capital they need to keep their business driving and thriving, keeping their employees on mm -hmm. the payroll, keeping them off of the unemployment mm -hmm. line. Right. You know, and... This has been a learning process because we've never had to do this before. Um, you know, there have been times where there have been, you know, situations, but certainly nothing to these extremes and nothing currently. You know, there's no way that we compare to the Great Depression. I mean, you, you just, you can't, you know, and when people try and do that, I'm just perplexed. Um, but, you know, there, and, and unfortunately, because we haven't been through this before, things went wrong. I mean, you know, we all knew, you know, we've all heard about the Ruth Chris, you know, and you know, the PR person in me was thinking, oh, wasn't there some PR person going, don't do this. No, no. <laughs> um, but they qualified. I mean, you know, and, and so they thought, well, hey, we qualify, we should apply. And, you know, and a variety of things, um, you know, and, and when Harvard gets loans, I mean, you know, you're like, yeah, really? But it's it's so it is tricky you know and, and so yes they ran out of money i don't think they ever figured that this was going to happen um you know and and then you have to balance it with a couple things the first is the fact that most people don't have a relationship with their banker you know long gone are the days when you walk in with your little checks and they call you by name and you deposit them because you're using your phone to deposit at the brain you know all these various things so people just didn't have, you know, we don't have relationships with our bankers. Unless you are a very large customer, 
they they don't know who you are um you know and and then now we have the issue of the the employees who make more money on unemployment um because of that that extra bump that they have put in there um you know we've we had a situation here in Atlanta where a, a small business owner applied for the PPE. She got it. She was so thrilled. She thought, oh my God, this is so much fun. And her employees were mortified because they made more per paycheck on unemployment. Right. And and she said, you know, I actually got death threats. You know, and and it was, you know, and she's like, when well, they're not coming back to work for me. But um, but yeah, I mean it's it, we're we're having to work through these. And so I like that you've put together this resource where people can at least, you know, it's it's another option for people to explore. Right. Our goal was to help, mm-hmm. uh, to provide that option, to provide access, and um it was very well received. So that's always nice when mm-hmm. you take the time to put together a program whether it's our business continuity mm-hmm. guide and the number of uh, individuals or businesses that have downloaded it and taken advantage of that to applying through the C-suite loans mm-hmm. program. It's always nice to know that it's being used and that it was worth our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's a good feeling for us. Right. Um, so uh, our hope is that as many of, whether it's our members, and it's not exclusive mm-hmm. uh, to just members of the C-suite network, mm-hmm. any small business can actually um, apply for a C-suite loan mm-hmm. through our website. And um, so the, the the more businesses that we can help, mm-hmm. uh, if they get access to that capital, keep their folks employed mm-hmm. and, and can move forward um, and as we open for business, then then that's what is really most right. important to us. Right. You know, and it is tricky be, to, to, to even figure things out. I had uh, a, a business associate who told me, even if you don't need it, get it, right. you know, and, and I was thinking, he said, you can pay it back right away, but in case, you know, and, and he said, but then it's there if you need it. Well, I'm still, you know, of the, you know, I'm, and, and it, maybe it's more, I thought, okay, I'm, I don't need it. So I'm not going to apply for it because there are others who do. And I, and I don't want to be taking from them, but you know, that is certainly a rationale is I don't, need it right now, but I might. So why not take advantage of it? And, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it really is totally unchartered territory. Yeah. And I think we had lots of conversations on that as it related to the PPP program in Mm -hmm. particular, because that does become a grant. Uh, Mm -hmm. If there are any listeners that aren't familiar with it, the, the, the paycheck protection program Mm -hmm. is initiated as a loan. Right. follow the guidelines with that particular program, Mm -hmm. it becomes a grant. So there were a lot of businesses that were very incented to get it. And Mm -hmm. and we had lots of conversation around, well, there's businesses who need it immediately. Mm -hmm. And and you can categorize some of those businesses, you know, some of the the more retail oriented businesses were impacted very quickly. Mm -hmm. Like our public relations business, you know, we didn't have to see our clients on a daily basis, right? Mm -hmm. We can still function and, Mm -hmm. and do some of our work. Um, but you look at the businesses that were forced to close and immediately were taking in daily cash receipts that were gone. Mm-hmm. They right. were certainly the front lines on the business side. There are others where it was going to happen a little more slowly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't guess I didn't think personally that that those funds would run out, but I knew there was going to be a long line. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I took the approach and in, in, in our discussions with people, get in line, file receive mm-hmm. and then make the decision on, mm-hmm. on what you do with it. Right. And um, 
so being prepared back to continuity mm-hmm. um, and lending itself. And I think we've all learned a lot about this process and what's happened with this pandemic and how important some of those, whether it's the mm-hmm. mailroom or some other underlying processes mm-hmm. that aren't visible to us that make our businesses mm-hmm. go on a daily basis. I think all of us are much more in tune with just how directly a little tweak here mm-hmm. can have a really big impact over here. Right. And that's what we've tried to prevent mm-hmm. as we get people to focus on, on open for business. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and as you mentioned, the, in various states, we are opening back up for business and it's, you know, it's, it's staggered. There's all sorts of rules, um, you know, a, a variety of things, but you know, one of the biggest things is as companies are opening up for business, there are requirements. Um, now, some of them, you know, are just, okay, you know, they, you have to have a certain amount of space between people, you know, so if it's, say, an office, okay, your desk is not, you know, you're not on top of the person right next to you, you know, all sorts of things like that. But for many businesses, they have supplies that they all of a sudden have to have. They have to have face masks. They have to have protective gowns. They have to have gloves. And, you know, unfortunately, you just don't walk into CVS or Walgreens or Walmart anymore to buy those things, if you ever could. And so that's the other business that that you have started is a supply company. So tell us more about that. Yes, and it comes back to that theme of help. Mm -hmm. As we open for business, um, we realized that every business is most likely going to need some access to uh, personal protection equipment, mm-hmm. PPE. So another couple of P's there to go with our PPP. I know there's too many, too many, too, too many P's, and I just about said something really bad there. <laughs> and, and and what we saw was that there was going to be a need for businesses to be ready. And so we actually started this a couple weeks ago because we knew we knew business was going to open sometime. Trump, mm-hmm. President Trump has been unrelenting on his point, mm-hmm. making that point on a regular basis. Right. The governors are now enacting it independently in the various states. But we said, what we need to think ahead here, help and continuity. What's next? Mm-hmm. How can we help businesses think ahead? The last thing you want to do is suddenly say you're open for business, mm-hmm. but um, it just happened in California. Some retail locations are now open to curbside business. Mm-hmm. You're open for retail curbside pickup and everyone bringing something to the curb has to wear a mask. Right. And you're like, okay, where do we get masks? We don't have masks. So now I can open, mm-hmm. but I can't meet the guidelines. Mm-hmm. So we tried to anticipate the requirements and the needs of of businesses, not frontline workers, mm-hmm. not essential businesses. Right. This, this is not medical. Mm-hmm. But this is getting back to work business. Mm-hmm. This Main Street getting back to work. And when we started investigating it, wow, wow, was there a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Every big news article was fraud, this and this and things mm-hmm. disappearing. And there was a lot of gray black market and outright fraud occurring mm-hmm. on very big issues. There was a very large order in the state of California um, the, a union was purchasing them and then reselling them to hospitals and they didn't exist. Oh, the FBI is involved. So mm-hmm. we were like, Oh, wow. We, we should be very careful mm-hmm. there. What's going on. We don't want to be perceived as taking advantage of the market. And so it was very important to us as we looked at help and our theme became protect your most valuable asset, your people. Mm-hmm. And 
we said, what are the requirements there? First and foremost is the internal relationship. I work at a desk next to someone. I'm going mm -hmm. back to that desk. Mm -hmm. and I want to be in an environment where I'm comfortable and protected. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we know what that is yet, but we right, know right. mm -hmm. abilities and some potential. And I've been thinking back when I sat in an office and someone sneezed four or five times, you looked at them and said, go home. You're going to get everyone else. Yeah. Started. Or you're like, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, or you stay away. Mm -hmm. Well, today someone sneezes and it's a whole different. Mm -hmm. Right. You immediately step back. <laughs> and so it starts internally. How do we protect our employees internally and, and get back to work amongst each other? Mm -hmm. And then how do we interact with our customers mm -hmm. or people outside of our business? Right. So we wanted to put together a program that gave some thought to that um, and could also be a trusted resource. Mm -hmm. So we have launched C-Suite Supplies, c-suitesupplies.com, where you can go in and you can order a wide variety of PPE from gloves to masks mm -hmm. uh, to gowns. We're also even going to integrate, we're working with a couple of companies now to integrate testing programs mm. into the site. Right. And so what we've done is we've taken our brand and put our brand on it and we have gone through and verified the source, mm -hmm. verified that when they make claims about levels of protection or FDA approval, mm -hmm. um, that they are real, right. all the way to and including we have representatives in China, not someone who flew there to look at someone, but people who are based there in business there who are evaluating mm -hmm. the channels that we have for bringing the product mm -hmm. in. What is, what is beneficial now is the channels has opened up a little mm -hmm. bit. They were very constricted a few weeks ago. You, you see the conversations between the federal government and the states competing mm -hmm. for the same product coming right. available, right? So it was, they were calling it the wild, wild west, and mm -hmm. they put in some very strict measures around that. So we have really taken a look at, understand all the compliance. Um, uh, we have uh, our process for ensuring trust in the product. And then most importantly, it's at a fair price. Right. We are you know, and we'll be honest, it's a business. You're going to make money, but you're not making, you know, it, it's not like, you know, the, the, like you were saying, you know, some of the places that marked things up, you know, we've all seen, you know, the, the, the hand sanitizer that yesterday was $5, today it's 50 No, that's not what you guys are doing. You're charging a fair price. Absolutely. And we disclose all of that on the homepage of the mm -hmm. website to make you feel comfortable mm -hmm. about the resource that you're choosing. Because there are many, many sites you can go to to purchase PPE. And what we wanted to say to our employees, and we've now made this available to our employees, mm -hmm. but like I started our conversation, internally focus first, externally. Mm -hmm. Now we make it available to our members, mm -hmm. our members who are familiar with us, who trust us, who have a existing relationship with us mm -hmm. we make it available to the members and then we've made it available to businesses at large as mm -hmm. well so we're promoting it as a trusted source to come in and purchase ppe at a fair and competitive mm -hmm. price right you know and uh, it, it's funny you know these are things that we will need going forward and you know we've we've talked about continuity and, and things like that Things have happened, just not to the scale. You know, one of the, the things that I think of is is Hurricane Katrina. You know, it, it, there were so many things where people needed masks, they needed gloves, they needed things like this because 
of sanitation issues, um, you know, and, and so, you know, businesses need to be prepared for some of these things. It's something as simple as, oh my gosh, you know, you've got a couple people in your office that have the flu. Okay, you know, what do you need to be doing to, to make sure that everybody else is, is protected and safe? Um, you know, and, and yes, a business owner has, you know, altruistic reasons. You know, they want to make sure that their business continues, but they also are caring for their employees. Um, you know, and, and uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, and it's a balancing act. You know, it's, it's, you know, you, because you're going to have an employee who is, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. I'm not coming back into the office until you can guarantee that I'm perfectly safe. Well, they're not coming back. I mean, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. And then, you know, as we were talking about this before the program started, you got some of the people that are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it, you, you kind of meet halfway in the middle and then obviously, if there are specific guidelines, you know, there are businesses that are being told, you know, restaurants, great example, masks, gloves, things like that. Um, we went to a nursery, a, you know, a, not, a, not a people nursery, a plant nursery um, over the weekend, and everybody had to have a mask. Now, of course, I had a mask. I mean, you know, that's just, I'm, I go in with my mask, but they had a box of masks. They had a certain number of people they were allowing in. And if you did not have a mask, you did not go in. I mean, you know, it was just that simple. Uh, you know, and, and so people could choose. Yeah, I don't want to wear a mask. Okay, fine. Then, you know, we can. And, and so they gave them the option. You can shop online. We'll load it into your car. Um, but, yeah, so these are things that will be continuing that, you know, we need to think about. Whether, you know, and hopefully it's not coronavirus, but there's going to be some other little cootie that comes along or a natural occurrence or something. And, and, and I think we're all much more aware of those and mm-hmm. paying attention to that. I personally have adopted a theme of respect. Right. I respect you. I respect your mm-hmm. opinion. I respect your choice mm-hmm. to, uh, to wear a mask. I respect your choice to stay home. Um, I don't know if you have an underlying condition necessarily. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are part of the vulnerable, pop- vulnerable population in the words of today. I don't know if you're just a little more scared of germs mm-hmm. than I am mm-hmm. every day and right. people who feel that way. And so my personal theme is, is, is respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's caused us to also look ahead, mm-hmm. right? As we look ahead to opening for business, as we look ahead to getting back to work, um, you know, there's a few things we're paying attention to. I think there's going to be a lot of conversation around liability. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing President Trump actually legislate out liability mm-hmm. so that our business can flow in mm-hmm. certain industries. And I think there's going to be all the way down to OSHA compliance mm-hmm. and things like that over time that will be impacted. And I think some of that will require legislation in order for us to get back to work. Right. Um, right. And, and to uh, start to get back to I think people are saying a new normal, but get get mm-hmm. back to a a, a model mm-hmm. of doing business that allows us to be successful. And so, mm-hmm. as as we look ahead, it's that the two big things we're focused on is that trend of bringing people back together, um, the associated liabilities uh, that businesses need to be aware of mm-hmm. uh, when considering that, even down to providing PPE. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, those are a couple of the most important things that we think. And then 
really above all else is continue to keep your spirit up going mm -hmm. back to our five keys. Right. Just, mm -hmm. This will not be easy. I don't mm -hmm. think we'll do the hardest part yet. Uh, I can I can only imagine the process of getting what I think is now over 30 million people who filed for unemployment mm -hmm. in, in less than a month, getting them all back to work and, and right. productive part of our working society. Um, so so we have some things um, ahead of us, but mm -hmm. at the C-suite network, we're we're focused on our business. We're focused mm -hmm. on our members. We're focused on the partners that we work with. And we'll stay focused on those five keeps as a mm -hmm. as a guideline um, for what we focus on next to to help everybody um, be open for business. Right. Yeah. And yeah, things will change. And it's it's funny. One of my other guests um, for this this series this week has said we shouldn't be going back to anything because back in many cases wasn't working. You know, maybe it's one of the things that has fascinated me are the pictures of the lack of air pollution and how that changed so quickly. Um, you know, I think we're going to look at, at working hours, you know, uh, flexible schedules, obviously working more from home. But, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, we need to, to, to be working on our mental health. Um, this is difficult, you know, especially if you have employees that you're worrying about because you're worrying, you know, you're worrying that obviously your business can, you know, goes forward. I mean, you certainly don't want to lose that, but you're worrying about your employees. You're worrying about all three, you're worrying about your family, you're worrying about your own health. And so, you know, we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves right now. Absolutely. Sorry about that. Absolutely. Um, taking care of yourself, taking care of your team. Mm -hmm. Um, are, are you, you have to start there mm -hmm. and, then, and then everything else you can build on it. Right, right. Yeah, because, you know, when, when you've taken, it's, it's with anything. If you've taken care of yourself, then it starts flowing out from there. Absolutely. Well, Carl, oh my gosh, we are almost at the top of the hour and I know you're doing lots of, of these and so we want to be very mindful of your time. Tell us again where people find the resources. Well, they can go to csuitenetwork.com at c-suitenetwork.com to mm -hmm. learn all about the C-Suite Network. If you're interested in the loans program, it's c-suiteloans.com, c-suiteloans.com. Mm -hmm. And for the PPE, c-suitesupplies.com. Any Perfect. of those three locations will get you to the resources that you need to mm -hmm. help you be open for business. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, if somebody wants to reach out and connect with you, how do they do that? They can reach me at my email address, which is carl.post, K-A-R-L dot post at hazlet, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T dot com. Perfect. I love it. Well, do you have any final words that you want to leave everyone with? You know, I was, I was just thinking about the focus first and, you know, uh, I have three young, well, not so young boys anymore. They're uh, 13, 15, and 17. Uh, I tend to focus on them first. Mm -hmm. uh, so they get my first attention. Mm -hmm. So I would say family first. I focus mm -hmm. on my family. I focus on myself. I focus on our business, and I focus on our members. And I think if you follow that path, you'll find some level of success and, and, and not miss the right priority. Perfect. I love it. Well, you know, 
hopefully we can have another chat sometime where we're talking about things that are much more positive than <laughs> a pandemic, because this is fascinating. You know, I, I love knowing about all the resources and, and things that, that you provide. And yes, again, I am part of C-Suite Network, but I am very proud of that. I love the fact that I'm part of such a great organization. And, um, you know, and, and so I love that. But until the next time we talk, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating discussion with Carl Post and everyone have a great day. Thanks for having me, Deb. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.